to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast with your hosts, Pestel and Ed. And welcome to the Fields of Fantasy Fantasy 5 Podcast. We are recording bright and early on a Friday morning after a wonderful evening of Thursday Night Football, wasn't it, Ed? No. Was it not? No. no. Why, what was the score? Have I missed something? Because I thought the Ravens won 34-20. They did, Mark. Congratulations. Uh, but I, I'm clearly more concerned about the health of Joe Burrow. Looks like he's done for the season. Oh, Mr. Moral High Ground. <laughs> so, a quick review of last night's game then. So, Ravens held a lead after going up by 14 points. So, that was nice to see after last week. Outside of Mixon, who got 21 points, McPherson in kicker spot with nine. And Tanner Hudson was the tight end of choice yesterday. Only 6% started, but for those 6%, you got 8.9. You're happy with that if you're streaming a tight end, aren't you? Very much. Your Bengals let you down. I think Chase ended up with nine points. But obviously, as you've already mentioned, that's heavily impacted by Joe Burrow's injury news. So that wrist sprain, struggled pre-game, left at halftime, and it looks like he'll be out for the season from what we're seeing early this morning, doesn't it? That looks like tendon nor ligament. I'd be amazed if we see him again. And yeah, going forward... Bengals outside of potentially Chase are not going to get you points this season. Now, Browning will not be getting you points. So that big health warning coming with lots of Bengals players going forward. Lamar Jackson had that good game that we spoke about, hoping he'd have this week. So just under 24 points. Gus Edwards, 23. OBJ, a couple of big games in a row. Touchdown again, 15.6. I'm very happy. I put him in a few flex spots in a few leagues, so happy with that. He's starting to show glimpses of the old... He will never be the old OBJ because he's much older. Yes. Um, but he's showing glimpses He'll of the He'll have games like relevant. that, won't he? Yeah. And all the wide receivers had flex value this week. But so the key news, Joe Burrow's injury and also Mark Andrews' ankle injury likely out for the rest of the season as well. So huge fancy impact yesterday from the players that didn't score your points. Yes, very much so. Yeah, Burrow's, Burrow's big. I mean, he's had a uh, you know an up and down season, shall we say. He was looking like he was coming good, but lots of questions to answer, I think, especially if he went into that game with that injury. And we'll get into much more detail about that next week on the main show when we see how the dust settles on that news. But Ed, are you ready to get into our five morsels of fancy food for thought this week? It's time to educate people. Plug and play QBs. QBs this week then. So, I mean, bye weeks, Falcons, Colts, Patriots, Saints. If you were relying on any QBs from those teams, you had a backup anyway, I would like to think. Jared Goff is our highest value QB potentially available, 88% of leagues. So, like we said last week, Trevor Lawrence wasn't available in many places, but I managed to pick up somewhere. Not that, that really helped. No, he's not been great. <laughs> no. A uh, very favourable matchup against Chicago this week, though. So if Goff is available, he's definitely worth picking up. So have a little speculative look. Sam Howe, 74% rostered, solid matchup against the Giants this week. And he picked up just over 23 points against Seattle. And is QB4 on the season at the moment. Sam Howell, I doubted you in the offseason quite considerably. I, I apologise. QB4? QB4. Goodness me. I checked it several <laughs> yeah, times yeah. this morning. Kyler Murray, still only 75% rostered, and he looked good last week. Texans up this week, and he has a great playoff run. We spoke on Fantasy Gold last week about keeping an eye on those playoff schedules, and outside of week 15, he has a very favourable run, so he could be worth a pick-up. Just to clarify, we mean fantasy playoff. Oh, we're fantasy not, We're not suggesting that Kyler Murray will be not suggesting the for a second that Kyler Murray will be a playoff quarterback. <laughs> And then looking at our potentially speculative ad, who's more widely available, Russell Wilson. Only rostering 49% leagues, not disappointed the last couple of weeks, and has Minnesota this week. He should get you 15 to 18 points, you would like to think. Time to get defensive. 
So a couple of defenses to keep your eye on, especially if you are streaming your defenses. Uh, a defense I've mentioned several times before, and I'll keep banging that drum, is Minnesota. They're a top six fancy defense still. They've had some mega weeks of 19 and 23 points. They have also had their down weeks where they've had a couple of weeks where they've only scored you two fancy points. But essentially, they're averaging about 10 points a week. So they've got a good chance of getting you a decent haul at defense. As mentioned by Pestle, they've got the Broncos this week. And although I agree Wilson is starting to get into form, uh, as are the offense, I think the Vikings are worth a look at. They're not likely to explode. But yeah, Vikings are 21% rostered. We've hedged our bets in that game, haven't we? Yes, we have, yes. <laughs> uh, and another defence who were expected to be a massive defence this year, but they have let you down, and that's the Saints, who were 45% rostered, but that's dropped right off from the start of the season. But they're improving, I would say. They're a defence that have scored 10 or more on four occasions. They are a bit hot and cold, though, because they've had, overall, they're a number 13 fancy defence. Obviously on the bye this week, but I do think the Saints are going to be a worthwhile pickup down the stretch. They might be even be a defence you stick with uh, as you head into your playoffs. So yeah, maybe maybe pick them this week while someone else isn't on there poaching them. That is a seamless link to uh, our next feature, which is Fantasy Gold, Ed. Well done. Fantasy Gold. So this week... We're thinking about keeping up with the waiver wire as we approach the playoffs. And as some people may be, their interest is waning in the league if they're already out. And defence in particular with that. So on a Sunday, look ahead for your streaming defence for next week. And that fits in exactly what you said. No one's going to be picking up Saints, you would expect. However, come waivers passing on a Wednesday morning, maybe many more people will. So on a Sunday, and we've said this a few times before in other situations, when it's for open free agency in most redraft leagues, Try to pick up defence then, ready for the week ahead. And Saints would be a good candidate for that this week. That will also then save you plenty of your fab dollars. And then alongside that, bearing in mind with those fab dollars, you could still pick up a league winner. We have seen time and time again, there is likely a league winner still available on waivers. <gasps> Who was it last year, Ed? Um, oh, you test my knowledge now. Go on. Jarek McKinnon. Of course, yes. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous, so wasn't Jarek it? So Jarek McKinnon yeah. did nothing of note until week 14. Heading into week 15 in the fantasy playoffs, he was then a target it, all over. I think he turned went, it to CMC, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So that run during that window from week 14 onwards, 32.4, 34.2, oh my God. 12.8, and then championship weekend, 22.6. I forgot about that. So there is potentially someone available on waivers who could win you the league. Who is uh, it this year, Ed? Chase Brown. Chase Brown. <laughs> Chase Brown. He's on <laughs> IR, but it's Chase Brown. Linking back to what we said before, being crafty about how you use that Sunday wave window, especially if you're saving yourself using one or two dollars on a defence then at the start of the week, that bit of fab could help snag you this year's Jarek McKinnon. What a title. Beat the waiver wire. So being a waiver wire, first name is a name you won't have heard for a while. Uh, and yeah, when, I, when his name popped up this week, I thought, where's he been? And that's Jalen Goyton at oh, the Chargers. Yeah. Now, the reason you haven't heard about him is because he had quite a serious injury. We haven't seen him since week three of last season. Uh, he had quite a serious ACL injury. Came back in week nine, was fairly quiet, as you might expect. But then week 10, last week, he got his first touchdown, 14.1 points, very solid fantasy week. And he's definitely got flex value going forward. Keenan Allen is questionable this week. 
And I would say even if Keenan Allen plays, I think Goiton is going to have a chance of getting you some points. He's only 18% rostered because he's been out for so long. And, uh, you know, the Chargers volume through Herbert, the wide receivers tend to get a big workload, even with Eckler there snagging some of their targets. So, yeah, keep your eye on Jalen Goiton. I'd be amazed if he's still not available in a lot of leagues. Someone to keep an eye on. And another name, I thought I'd mention him because uh, he's a name that is well, has been about this week, and that is Michael Carter. Mm. So Michael Carter, as you might be aware, was claimed by the Cardinals off waivers after he was released by the Jets. Michael Carter is an incredibly talented back. If you look at his first two seasons, he's been much quieter this season, hence, I suppose, why the Jets have released him. Not He's not exceeded nine points this season, and it's, well, it's yet to be seen how much of a role he'll have in Arizona because I imagine James Conner is very much going to be RB1. But he's going to get touches this week, especially against the Texans, who will allow allow yards to running backs. He's a bit of a punt. He's 6% rostered Michael Carter. He's probably going to be available. He could be a canny pickup, especially if you're desperate for a running back. But ultimately, he could be a flop and do absolutely nothing. So I'm hedging my bets very much with him. Proceed with caution, but he's very talented back. I would say the same for someone who hasn't shown it in the same way that Michael Carter has previously, but from the same situation. Izzy Abanacanda may be worth keeping an eye on as well, but we've seen it from Carter. We've not seen it from Abanacanda other than on hard knocks. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that perfect barometer of a player. Democracy! Put it to the vote! We forgot to mention at the top of the show, but Tom isn't with us today. Unfortunately, he's had to drop out last minute with a trouser-related incident. We won't go into detail with that, though, should we, Edward? No, no, it's, it's very private. So I get to put it to the vote for a second time in a row, which is lovely. It's one of my favourite features. Last week, our put it to the vote was with regards to tight ends and who you would like for your dynasty roster if you were drafting a dynasty startup roster now. And the numbers went as we'd expect. So Kelsey, obviously the top tight end pick for redraft and will probably be the case next year as well. And so something significant happens, but only 8% of the vote for a dynasty pickup. Andrews, 15%. Dalton Kincaid, 20%, and Sam Laporta, 57%. So that's kind of how we thought it would go. Who would you go out of those four, though, Ed? I chose Andrews. I think mm. I know the other two are much younger, but I'd say Andrews has still got three, three, four years left yep. in him. And I think, I know he's had a quieter season, mainly due to injuries, but a fully fit Andrews in that Ravens offense gets you a lot of points. I think I would probably, I don't disagree with anything you say in there, but I would probably go Kincaid because of how I can build my roster before. For that point as True. well. Yeah. And that's one of those important factors. I wouldn't disagree with any of that. Other than I can't imagine any dynasty roster I would start from now on would include Travis Kelsey. No, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I don't think this season is a sign of decline no. at, at all. But I do think he's getting to the end of his life as a tight end, isn't he? And, you know, he's going to want to go away and have a wonderful life with uh, her, her who shall not be named. Yes. Um, next up, though, this week, we're going to go to an age-old question of the fantasy football world, and that is the importance of kickers and defences. So we've spoken about this on the show at various points last season. So our simple question to you is going to be, for redraft, should we include kickers and defences? There will be four options. One, that we should have them both involved. Two, we should have neither involved. Third one, kickers but not defences. And fourthly, defence but not kickers. We spoke about this just before we started recording, and we were always very pro-kicker, but I'm starting to move away from that over time based on the fact that I just don't really pay attention to it, and I can't be bothered to very much, despite the fact that we explained the value of it when we did that numbers analysis pre-season. 
Yes, and I think it was illustrated to me this week in one of my leagues. Uh, I had Youngway Koo as a kicker, who I think, as you know, a consistently high-scoring kicker. But when I was looking at it and decided, oh, you know, I've not got space on my bench. Can I drop Koo? I just thought, I'm not really bothered. I just want a kicker in the spot. And I think we, th- well, I think, I think you agree. There's some skill in picking defence, yep. uh, but I don't know if there is in kicker. It just, it seems like it's too hit and miss, and I don't know what difference it makes. I think outside of your elite kickers that give those reliable numbers, it is potluck. And say, if you've got kicks in there, they do matter, especially if you have those elite ones. We're kind of more veering towards, do we want to have that as a feature of our leagues? So yeah, wade in the conversation, have a vote, and get involved in the comments as well. That is it. That is our quick 13 minutes of fancy food for thoughts for a Friday. We will be back. Well, I will be back with Mystic Mark Watson on Sunday as our little bonus shows. We drop our fancy basics mini pod as well. Are you looking forward to listening to that, Ed? I love a little bonus mini pod. Yes, I'm very excited. And then we will see you together the other side of week 11 with our week 11 review and week 12 preview show. But from us, we will see you next week. And Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.